0: Chapter 22 of Lotus Buds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lotus Buds by Amy Wilson Carmichael. Chapter 22 The Parrot House. The time to see the Taraha nursery at its best is between late evening and early morning, and again about noon. It is perfectly peaceful then. 30 mats are spread upon the floor, 30 babies are strewn upon the mats, all the 30 are asleep. A sleeping baby is good. 30 babies, all good at once, is something we cannot promise at any other hour. Shading your lantern and walking carefully so as not to tread on more scattered limbs than may be, you wander round the nursery and meditate upon the beautiful ways of childhood. There is something so touching in sleeping innocence, and you are touched, here two chubby babies are lying locked in each other's arms you have to look twice before you see which limbs belong to which there another is hugging a doll minus its head next to her a baby sleeps pillowed on another and the other does not mind in the middle of the floor not far from her mat a sturdy three-year-old sprawls content you pick her up gently and lay her on the mat with an expression of determined resolution the baby rolls off again "'and if you attempt another remove, "'an ominous pucker of the forehead warns you to desist. "'You wonder if the babies are quite as good as they seem. "'One of the dear, fat, devoted little pair you noticed at first "'stirs, disentangles herself from her neighbor, "'and gives her a slight kick. "'There's a smothered, sleepy howl, and the kick is returned. "'Water!' wails the first fat baby. "'Water!' wails the second. "'You get water, give it.' Pat both fat babies till they go to sleep, and then cautiously retire. It would be a pity if all the babies were to wake in thirsty and kick each other. At the door you turn and look back. Graceful babies. Clumsy babies. Babies who lie extended like young pokers. Babies curled like kittens. All sorts of babies, good, bad, and middling, but all blessedly asleep. Sleep, baby, sleep thy father guards his sheep thy mother shakes the dreamland tree down fall the little dreams for thee sleep baby sleep sleep baby sleep our savior loves his sheep he is the lamb of god on high who for our sakes came down to die sleep baby sleep the pretty german lullaby rises unbidden and is pushed away by the quick sad thoughts that will not listen to it for under all the laughter and nursery frolic and happiness we cannot but remember why these little ones are here round about the compound in a great triangle there are three temple towers they are out of sight though near us but we cannot forget they are there they stand for that which deprives these children of their birthright. Oh, for the day when those temple towers will fall and the reign of righteousness begin! There was a time when it seemed impossible to desire that the fire should be allowed to touch the stately and beautiful things of the world. Now there is something that satisfies as nothing else could in the vision of that purifying fire— and the promise that stands out like a light in the darkness is that which tells that the Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend. In the tiny baby's nursery many a crooning Indian lullaby is sung to the babies in their swinging white cradles, but in the Taraha nursery we sing sweet old hymns in Tamil and English, and then all sensible people are supposed to go to sleep. But one evening after the singing, two little tots settled down for a talk, said one lying comfortably on her back with her two hands clasped behind her head. Who takes care of us at night when we all go to sleep? Said the other in a mixture of Tamil and English. Jesus, tender shepherd, takes care of us. Jesus loves me, this I know. The first baby rolled over upon her small Sister, with a crow of derision, it is not. It is a call. I woke one night and saw her. The other baby insisted she was making a mistake. A call sleeps. All people sleep. They lie down like us and go to sleep. Only Jesus stays awake and never, never goes to sleep. Never, never? Questioned the first and was quiet for a minute, considering the matter. Then, with a skeptical little laugh, Did you ever wake up and see him? If the babies were always in a state of calm repose, the Taraha's pet name, Parrot House, would be inappropriate, but for nearly ten hours of the day they are awake and talkative. Talk, however, is a mild word by which to describe their powers of conversation. Sometimes we wonder if they never tire of chattering, and then we remember they have only lately learned to talk. They have not had time to tire. Once we listened— hoping that the trailing clouds of glory so recently departed had left some trace of illumination in this their first expression in earth's language of their feelings and emotions. But we found them very mundane. Most of the conversation concerned their summum, a comprehensive Indian word used by people with limited vocabularies to express all manner of things to play with. Their sammam was various, dolls, of course, and the remnants of dolls, tins and the lids thereof, bits of everything which could break, corks, stones, seeds, half-coconut shells, rags of many ages and colors, scraped down morsels of brick, withered flowers and leaves, sticks of all sorts and sizes, English Christmas cards, sometimes with much domestic information on the back, unauthorized sundries from the kindergarten, delivered up with a smile intended to assure you that they were only being kept for a city, and poochies poochies are insects we have one baby who collects poochies look she said one morning before prayers, dear little five poochies and she opened her hand and five red and black beetles crawled slowly out to the delight of the devout who scrambled up from their orderly rows with shrieks of appreciation but if the baby's conversation was unenlightening their chosen avocations are not uninteresting they are always busy about something, and from their point of view, something important. There are, of course, some among the thirty who are unimaginative and unenterprising. These sit in the sand and play. Others have more to do. Life to them is full of the unknown. The unknown is full of possibilities. The great thing is to experiment. Nothing is too insignificant to explore, and all five senses are useful to the thoroughly competent baby." They know, of course, all the flowers, and the discovery of anything fresh was always followed by a scene which suggested a colony of small and active ants hauling some large object to their nest, for the nearest grown-up person was invariably hailed, and pulled, and pushed, and hurried along till the new flower was reached. Then, if the object was incautious enough to stoop down and examine it, the ants, ant-wise, would envelop it, climbing, swarming all over it, till there was nothing to be seen but ants." They know the habits of caterpillars, and especially they had knowledge about the wonderful silver chrysalis which pins itself to the pointed leaves of the oleander. They knew what was packed up inside, and some with wide-opened eyes had watched the miracle slowly evolving as the butterfly unpacked itself, and sunned its crumpled velvet wings till the crumples smoothed and the wings dried and the butterfly fluttered away they knew too the less approachable ways of the wild bees and where they hive and what happens if they are disturbed and they knew the private feelings of calves and which likes to be treated as a brother and which resents such liberties crows they knew intimately and squirrels a little for infants fallen from their nests have often to be taken care of much against their foolish wills until old enough to look after themselves their namesakes the parrots they knew very well and the dainty little sunbirds that flash from flower to flower like little living jewels in the sunlight, and the clever tailor bird which sews its own nest, knotting its thread like a grown-up human being, and the wise leaf insect that can hardly be found till it moves, and the great green frisky grasshopper that seems to invite a chase. We found they knew, alas, too much about the misuse of everything growing in the field. The tamarind fruit makes condiment, but eaten raw it gives fever, and the babies think we are wrong here, and they are fond of forgetting our rules. Many kinds of grasses are very good to eat, and here again we are mistaken, for we know not the flavor of grasses. Seeds may be useful to plant, but those who think their use ends there are short-sighted and ignorant people. Upon these and other matters the babies feel we have much to learn." one weird joy has been theirs and they never will forget it for one whole blissful afternoon they followed the snake-charmer about at a respectful distance and they cannot understand why we are not anxious they should dance as he danced and pipe as he piped round the hopeful holes they discover in the red mud walls other things they had learned to do not wholly innocent they must have made friends with the masons who built their new nursery and persuaded them to do their work in a sympathetic spirit for they knew the weak points hidden from our eyes, and how pleasant it is to scoop mortar out of cracks between the bricks of the floor. They had learned how most of their toys were made, and how a doll could be most easily dissected, and the particular taste of its inside. They knew, too, the lusciousness of divers sorts of sand. This last, however, being a mixture of crime and disease, and treated as such, is not a popular sin." finally to our lasting disgrace they had learned after a series of thoughtful experiments how best to obey a command and yet elude its intention thus on a wet day when they were commanded not to go out their city found them lying full length in a long row on the edge of the veranda their heads protruding so as to catch the lovely drip from the roof and all these things they had carefully learned in spite of a certain amount of supervision and being entirely unsuspicious they will take you into their confidence and let you share the forbidden fruit if you are so inclined but after all perfection of goodness would make us more anxious than even these enormities we should fear our babies were growing too good a fear not pressing at present the parrot house only overwhelms when the birds begin to sing then indeed all who can flee far away for the babies once started are difficult to stop they are sure you like it as much as they do, and are anxious to oblige you when you visit their world. So they sing with the greatest earnestness, and as they invariably hang on to every available part of you, and punctuate their melodies with kisses and embraces, escape is not always practicable. The Taraha Nursery was our first substantial building. It is built upon foundations raised well off the ground, and has a wide veranda when first it was opened and the children were invited to take possession, they did so most completely. One quaint little person of barely three, called Kohila, whose small, repressed face in the photograph gives no hint of character, used to stalk up and down the veranda with an air of proprietorship which left no doubt in any mind as to her opinion on the subject. Another, sharing the swinging cot with Kohila in the photo, sat on the top step and smiled encouragingly to visitors. It was nice to be smiled at, but there was something very condescending in the smile. Another stood guard over the plants, which grew in pots much bigger than herself all the way down the veranda. If any presumed to touch them, she would dart out upon them with an indignant chirrup. For days after the great event, the opening of the Taraja, small parties waited on visitors, formed in procession before and behind, and escorted them round, explaining all mysteries, and insisting upon due admiration. Everything had to be interviewed, from teaspoons to pots of fern. This concluded, the guests were politely dismissed, and departed, let us hope, properly penetrated with a sense of the kindness of the babies. There have always been some who object to visitors. One of these showed her objection, not by crying and running away, as undignified babies do, but by sitting exactly where she was when she first caught sight of the intruder, and staring straight into space with a very stony stare. A sensitive visitor could hardly have had the temerity to pass her, but normal visitors are not sensitive. Sometimes they attempted to make friends. This was too much. One fat arm would be slowly raised till it covered the baby's eyes, and in this position she would sit like a small petrification till the horror had withdrawn. This baby, Preetha by name, has in most matters a way of her own. One of her little peculiarities is a strong preference for solo music as compared with concert. She listens attentively to others' performances, then disappears. If followed, she will be found alone in a corner, with her face to the wall and her back to the world. And if she thinks herself unobserved, you will be regaled with a solo. This experience is interesting to the musical. It is never twice alike. Sometimes it is a succession of sounds, like a tune that has lost its way. Sometimes a recognizable version of the chorus lately learned. At other times she delivers her soul in a series of short groans and grunts, beating time with her podgy hands. If she perceives through the back of her head that someone is looking or listening, she stops at once, and no persuasions can ever produce that special rehearsal again. Of late, this baby, being now nearly three, has awakened to a sense of life's responsibilities— and she evidently wishes to prepare to meet them suitably. Yesterday evening she came to me with an exceedingly serious face, pointed in the direction of the kindergarten room, and then tapping herself, remarked, Amma, I kindergarten!' No more was said, but we know we shall soon see her solemnly waddling into the schoolroom, and we wonder what will happen. Will she continue to insist upon a corner to herself?' End of chapter 22 Recording by Hannah Mary